I was looking. Hello and welcome to Say It Loud. My name is Marvin Franklin, the host and producer of this show. I certainly hope you are well and in good spirits. It is great to have you join me today. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this podcast so that you will get uh, notified when the latest episode drops. Each platform is just a little different, but on Spotify and Anchor, it's a little bitty star that you have to highlight. The more people subscribe and review the shows, the more they will show up in search engines. That algorithm is important to me. I need it. I need it. I need it. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, the truth. No so I ain't lying. I ain't lying. I, you know, no. hey. <laughs> Them algorithms. The algorithms. That's great. right. They got science all in here. Yeah. So I only have two episodes left this season, this one and one more. The next one is going to be with the wonderful Denise Fair Rezo. Uh, season four will begin in January of 2022, and I promise you it's going to be bigger and deafer. One thing I can promise uh, for sure is that the editing and sound quality is going to be much improved. Uh, I will also work hard to make sure that publishing of episodes will be more frequent than the last six months. Uh, to be honest, over the last few months has been a challenge because obtaining guests is a full-time job as well as the production. And I also have a full-time job and a family. You're right. <laughs> I got a, a kid playing football uh, across the world. So uh, it's just been a challenge. And, and I, I want to bring great content to you. And uh, it just takes a lot for those things to go. Um, you can certainly help with this journey. The data collection tools utilized on many of these platforms, it's just not so great. So I can tell your age groups, uh, you know, who's listening and gender, but not too much more than that. But how you can help. If you listen on Anchor, you can leave voice messages. I try to embed them uh, onto the show every now and then when I get a good one. Uh, and that's the best way right now. I, I, I had uh, given out my email before, but I wasn't getting any responses to that. Just push that button, uh, leave a voice message, 10, 15 seconds. Tell me you loved it, hated it, it's great. Leave a review on some of those. It's hard for me to get to the reviews too, but I can get those voice messages. Uh, I've added a couple of survey questions uh, to the last episode if you listen on Spotify. And finally, I'm gonna say before I get uh, my guests going today, I also am in the process of developing a website to coincide with the show in an effort to provide more information for my listeners and to expand the audience. I'm thinking about creating a few items like coffee mugs or t-shirts. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hit me up on Anchor and let me know your thoughts. <laughs> Hey, say it loud. Would you wear, say it, would you drink out of a, a say it loud coffee mug? I would, and I would also wear a say it loud shirt. I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So let's jump right on into today's episode. This one is called Holiday Black Stravaganza, featuring <laughs> the one and only Crystal Gunn. She is an absolutely amazing human being and a financial guru and advocate for so many. She is uh, also what I would consider one of Detroit's finest. She is a Cass Tech grad and a Michigan State alum. 
<laughs> go you green. You can't go wrong if you say go green to uh, Crystal. Go green, go How white. are you today? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. So tell me what's going on. I know you got a lot of things going on. Uh, and I'm looking at the at your background, and I'm I see 5050 Accord. Oh, amazing woman network! Look at you side to side sway. And okay. um, well, first though, congratulations on coming up on season four. Well, thank that's you. Not huge. That's not just gloss over that. That's big. I, I appreciate that. I started this project uh, during the pandemic. And um, it started with a vision, just like some of the things that you and I talked about. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a dream. And so I felt like there was just uh, a, a place for another voice um, to, to add some stuff about uh, Detroit and, and Black boys and Black folk. And over the time, things have just evolved, you know? So we had some, some challenging things happen. The murder of George Floyd uh, helped to kind of change some of the focus of the, the show. And so I've, I've had uh, a wide a range, a wide array, array of uh, guests. I've had mm -hmm. educators, I've had uh, financial gurus, I've had uh, <laughs> Dr. Christian Greer, who's the president and CEO of uh, the Michigan um, Science Center. So it's oh, been wow. it's been really nice. I've had a, a great opportunity to show, and and the point of it all has been to show how dynamic we are. Absolutely. And so, uh, in many cases, we just don't get a chance to. Uh, and when I say we, I mean our kids and and many others uh, of of how wonderful we are. We just we we see the athletes. And, and some of the other things that are promoted in the media, but there are a lot of people doing a lot of hard work in the trenches each and every day like you. Right. And so I just wanted to give them voice and especially in the city of Detroit that, because that's where, I, where I'm from. But um, it just, it needed to be lifted because I don't want everybody to believe that, you know, just what you see on TV is what we are. Right. Uh, we've got a lot to offer. Crystal and I, Try to get this episode <laughs> off the ground last year. And I can't tell you between the two of us how many rain checks, you know, so we're talking about, right. So we're talking about November, 2020, right? So there must've been at least six or seven that got us all the way to Christmas. And we were just like, I guess it's too late to do the Christmas episode uh, with Christmas, but but we have I have her today, and uh, we're going to talk about a couple of different things. I know she's got a wonderful event coming up uh, on Sunday, November twenty first, and so I really want uh, to jump in and let her talk about that, and then we'll talk about some other things as we move forward. So, so tell me what you got going on this this uh, this Sunday. So you know it's 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 holiday time, it's shopping time, and you know I am all about supporting small businesses, supporting black businesses, and definitely about supporting women-owned businesses. So we have a small business holiday shop Sunday, November 21st, from noon to four at the RSVP event studio. And it's 25463 Grand River in Redford Township. And it will be some amazing women vendors there. Uh, from 
all natural juices to um, inspirational products. Of course, I'll be there with um, all the Amazing Woman Network gear. So Amazing Woman shirts, hoodies, the 313 shirts and hoodies, plus our signature fragrance um, and body butters and all of that, all things that Amazing Women need. Uh, we have a young lady who makes the most incredible handmade wreaths, right? They're like the profile of a Black woman with a head wrap on, but it's ornaments and stuff. So just totally dynamic, right? Um, who else? We have some authors that will be there, candle vendors, other inspiration. I will have another table there with... Um, a few books that I have done, um, three of them, two of them are books, Financially Flawless Questions. So there is a couple's edition, and then there's a single mother's edition, and then I have a, uh, a financial planner for women, uh, a 40-day financial planner for women. So I know I'm leaving out somebody. It's some, a food vendor that will be there. I'm probably leaving out a couple people. If I think about it, we'll circle back. But Come support these women. I promise you, you will leave with more than one item for more than one table. Okay. So I got a couple of questions while, yep. you, while you're going. So I know you listed the place where it is in Redford. Mm -hmm. And in that title, it's, it said RSVP. That doesn't mean that I have to RSVP before no. I come in. Okay. That's the name of the studio. It's called RSVP Event Studio. Okay. Will I be able to pay in cash? Uh, uh, credit cash, card, cash credit app, card, cash app, Venmo, probably PayPal for some people too. So yes, but definitely bring cash because people like cash. Okay. Do they have to wear a mask or you know we want to? Now this is just that time, and I'm just making sure we put everything out there. Absolutely, we will have masks on deck. Um, I think people should, again, just because it is that time, right? Most of the vendors I'm sure will be wearing them, but we will have masks on deck, sanitizer, no hand sanitizer on deck as you come in. So there are a couple of things that, um, uh, as we were talking about creating this show, there are a couple of things for sure that we needed to make sure that we lifted about the importance of small business and, and supporting black business and, and local business. And so I've got a, um, uh, a presentation I'd like to put on uh, on the screen for us to kind of look at and some uh, some information for us to talk about as it relates to uh, these small businesses, because this money does re recycle itself within our community at a higher clip than if you're purchasing things on Amazon and the importance of us recycling this money within our community. I'll start with this before I put the presentation up. My father, uh, as we grew up, always said that he was going to buy American cars because his neighbors were, uh, or our neighbors were mm -hmm. in, in the plant. And mm. him purchasing an American car was definitely a way to ensure that they were working and not uh, stealing. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he was a lot more eloquent 
in it. Yeah. And that, you know, <laughs> I was trying to just cut to the chase. Uh, but, but it also showed his his support of his neighbors. Right. Right. Absolutely. And yeah. and you know, so this is a, a process that is uh, enabled by the Jewish community at the highest level. And it is something that African-Americans have done out of everyone on the spectrum, less than anyone else. Right. Uh, so we, we run out and we go and uh, get Gucci and Gucci mm -hmm. is not in our neighborhood or community uh, or supporting. If they do, it's, it's something that's very, very minuscule, but uh, you know, we're, we're all into uh, that particular fashion and that dollar doesn't help grow our community. And, and it's just yeah. important to do that. So let me show this and then I'll go over some of these other things that they listed okay. in, this, um, in this article about it. Okay, can you, oh, it's got music too. I don't know if that's, is that too loud? Can you hear? I can hear you. Okay. Can you hear the music too? Oh, isn't that a nice touch? Listen to that. <laughs> I can I'll, hear it when we're not talking. I think it goes out when we're actually saying something. Okay, well, that's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, so it says, why shop local? Uh, more money will be kept in your community and economy. Uh, you embrace uh, what makes your community unique. Uh, you create local jobs. Uh, you help the environment. You conserve your tax dollars, you invest in entrepreneurship, and you made your community a destination. You want to talk about any of those seven? Yeah, absolutely. So th that first part, more money being kept in our community, right, in our economy. Like you said, we're last on the totem pole when it comes to supporting our own. And as a result, we don't own anything, right? I mean, yeah, we own some things, but by far our percentages of what we own is low and you cannot say that there's not money in our community because you look at everyone else comes in our community to get our money right Ooh, say that say <laughs> that say that and so, what does that look like serious because i don't know if they even i know many of my listeners will know what that looks like but uh i'd like for you to go ahead and expound on that a little bit Absolutely. So when you look, you have the, 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 the Korean salons, you have the Asian restaurants, you have, I, I think all of the, all of the, um, or most of the uh, oil gas chains, stations, gas stations, the oil change shops, all, you know, they're all liquor stores for sure by someone else. And so what happens is they come into our community, they get our money and they take that money back to their community. Cause they don't live here, <laughs> they live elsewhere. Right. And so then that's helping them to put their kids through school and get more franchises, right? In, in, in more communities where it's all of us. And so it becomes this, a really good friend of mine said, you know, it's not like there aren't resources in the black community or that another community has more resources. What's happening is all of those other communities are taking our resources and, they're, and then they're putting them in their community. And so it seems like their community has an overflow mm -hmm. of resources. 
right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, we just have to go back and we have to, you know, we have to go back and build in our own community. Because when you think about it, a lot of those other communities, we're not welcome anyway. Yes. So (laughs) there's a lot more to that article. Uh, You can look at the link that's there. I'll put that in the um, in the show notes also, but it gives a, a lot more information. There were actually 10 reasons why you should shop local. I just wanted to bring up those seven in our a little bit of time together. Can we uh, talk about number three for a minute too? Yes, yes. Because if you own a black business, that means you can you can hire black people. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Where and you can promote black people and then you're helping to feed another black family. So it's not, it's not, it just doesn't end with that business. The tentacles spread out and they go far from your support of them. And then they get to hire more people and they get to build their wealth and they get to do more things in their community. And so it's, it doesn't just stop with, oh, you went into this business and supported this thing. And it's also not just those businesses that are local where that's very, very important, but it's also black businesses that you can order things from online, right? Mm -hmm. Because again, they then can build, create more jobs, hire more people that look like us. And and, and, And at some point we stop relying on others to feed us. You can say that again. So I'll, I'll <laughs> say for uh, last year, our family uh, decided to do the same thing. We just broadened it, uh, not just to black business, but small business and local business. And so all of our uh, Christmas gifts that we asked about for each other, it was, it was all from you know different shops around the city uh, and then black owned business. So I asked for a Italian twine watch absolutely <laughs> which is a black owned business watch yeah and uh, you would not believe how many compliments I get on this watch um, I get more than uh, the Shinolas that I wear um, and then I inspired my father and my brother <laughs> which is not easy to do um, <laughs> you know so they they saw, they saw mine and they were like, man, I really like that. So then they went and got them and then they inspired some of their friends. About, yeah. Yes. You see what I mean? So that is, that's, it's a positive thing. We've got to do a lot more of that. I mean, they have great watches and they have a story behind their company. So you just confirmed it for me. Um, my birthday gift to myself will be. Uh, all right. A, a watch. I've been watching them for a minute. So uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and there was one other one on here. So it it talked about the uniqueness and talking about our, um, and I'll I'll come back, I'll pop out and then I'll go back to it a little bit later. But when we talk about those gifts that you were, you said those reefs Mm -hmm. that uh, someone is making, I'm not sure about the food, but I'm going to assume that the food that they're having there on site will probably have a, a level of ethnicity to it. I'm sure, um, you know, and those wreaths uh, are unique to uh, to the person who's making them and they're from here. So that makes this a, a destination like we've got to all of those things are de- def- definitely uh, promoting uh, what we have going on here. As I look at what our city looks like today, hmm. versus what it looked like <laughs> 15, 20 years ago. 
and 30 years, 40, 50 years, there are so many things that have come and they have gone. And I, I, I want to say, and I may be wrong, but I want to say it, uh, it's probably two or three dimensions as to why they have disappeared over the time, you know, but um, it's just been uh, a challenge for me to see Fofo's gone and Atlanta's mm. gone and mm. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And so have we gotten more things now? Yes, we've got a lot of different restaurants. I, I think that the level of gentrification is that it's on 12 on a scale of 10. Uh, and I'm not saying that I haven't, um, you know, gone in and, and seen some, uh, you know, certain areas look a lot better than they had. Sure. Sure. Uh, and you know, so that's one particular way you can look at that story and say, oh, well, gentrification is work, it's work, but that's not the way that I look at it. I believe that there were a lot of, um, <laughs> I just think they give us a harder time uh, about so many things when, when, when we're trying to create business. And I'm looking at those leases of, uh, uh, of some of those people who are uh, downtown right now. Uh, who are just barely making it with uh, mm -hmm, some of mm -hmm. those, uh, but but it's prime real estate, right? And so that prime real estate means that um, you know you get the best, the first run of of people walking through, but uh, they're finding a way to get their their money back. Uh, I know I talked in a circle a little bit, but I it's just frustrating to be an authentic Detroiter and and know that so many things that we've we've had going our way just pulled uh, you know from up under us and then we just don't support it you know so to have a whole infrastructure a financial structure called the black bottom <laughs> and then they create you know uh, a freeway right. that they say that's so important um, you know i don't know if you want to talk about that at all so we understand and we know um and a lot of your listeners know that when you look at Black people in general, we are so dynamic. We're brilliant. We're creative, right? But everything really and truly flows from us, right? They understand our power. We don't always understand our power, right? And I'm not going to beat us up and say, you know, that it's quote unquote our fault, right? Because throughout history, we have been shown images and fed things and, you know, history has been changed to not look like us so that we don't recognize our own power. It's deliberate. It is intentional. Um, it is powerful. So there's a lot of self-hate in our community, which means they're not going to support other individuals. I have had someone, and I literally had to put this, <laughs> I had to put this lady out of my office because um, she was she was meeting with me <clears throat> for um, financial coaching first, <laughs> right, and in discussion she made reference to buying something and would not go to the 
black owned boutique that was like right, you know, a stone's throw away from where she lived. And when I asked her why, and, and her response was so idiotic to me, she was like, well, I'm not trying to make her rich. And I'm like, but you're going to go past her store. Well, first of all, that dress is not going to make her rich, right? That you're going to buy. But you're going to go past her store and go to someone else's store that doesn't look like you and give them that sale. Like that is the most, and then the justification that came behind it. And I was like, I can't. I can't work with you. I cannot work with you because you would rather give someone else that money that doesn't look like you than this person that looks like you. You have an internal issue that you have to deal with. And so you have some, so it became where you had the oppressor oppressing us, right? And it, and, and the, the, the programming was so strong that now the oppressor in all instances doesn't need to oppress because we will oppress ourselves and defend the very act that we do. So it's, it's science what you just mentioned. It's, you know, so have you ever seen how siphoning works? You know, so, mm -hmm. so once that energy starts flowing that way, you don't have to do anything else. It, it'll it'll work itself. And yeah. Uh, there are just so many dimensions to it that uh, sometimes, I, well, I always get frustrated with, uh, you know, how I hear it flow because it, it, we always end up pointing the, the the finger back at us, like it's it's always our our fault through all of it, and I agree, we're gonna take our our lion's share of it, but when you look at the grand scheme of things, it didn't start that way in the first place. It's not our fault, but at this point, it is our responsibility yes, to yes, change. Yes, yes, Right? We can't expect the oppressor to want to see us strive, survive, and thrive. We, we, we can't do that. So if it's going to happen, it's our responsibility to make it happen. And let's be clear. It's not that we can't because those very same um, designers and creators and engineers and mathematicians that made and worked for these non-Black companies and created all of this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. They did it. Mm -hmm. And so now they go and they start their own business and, but you act like you now, you can't support them. So, you know, it, it's, it's our responsibility. We are the change, right? That we need to see and it's our responsibility to, to, to not think that someone else is going to come save us mm -hmm. or that they're going to change their thought process, mm -hmm. their feelings, because the very things that have been ingrained in us mm -hmm. have been ingrained in them too. Mm -hmm. In so many ways, <laughs> you know, so you just, you mentioned uh, when we look at ourselves and, and we have, I think we've been taught to hate ourselves. Sure. It's just gone full circle. So we've hated, we've hated our blackness. We've hated our lips. We've hated our butts. We've hated all of those <laughs> things. And then now all of a sudden they, you know, make it fashionable to have mm -hmm. uh, collagen in those things. Uh, I still don't see, they haven't, to me, they haven't come full circle with, with, with skin tone yet, but they still brown. And so it's what I'll call it, browning or tanning. Tanning, yeah. But it's so, not, 
you know, it's not full, you, you know, because I, and I've I heard on uh, Colin's uh, Netflix show, some things that, you know, kids said, even when I was a kid, you know, so just disrespectful things to our brothers and sisters that are, are darker, uh, you know, we come in every shade, hue mm-hmm. possible, every size, um, we have, uh, we, and black don't crack. I, I'm telling you, as I look at some of our, <laughs> our brothers and sisters, uh, you know, I'll even say like Rittenhouse's mom, I don't know if you're watching that, uh, just to digress just a second, but Rittenhouse's mom is 38 years old. Really? I, I know she looked, she looked older than me. And I would I have 30, never have said 38. I, I would right. have said much older. Right. And I, I've been past 38 uh, a little while now. <laughs> a little while. <laughs> a little while. <laughs> a little while. I think I could probably pass for 38 a lot right. easier than that. For you know? sure. But it, it's it's that melanin. It's that it's that magic, right? That that we have. And until we and the embracing is happening, right? You have more and more people standing up. You have more and more people, you know, um, and when I say people, I mean black people that are stepping up and saying this is, right? Um, But we have to make the number one priority economics. And until we make the number one priority economics, black economics, black collective economics, then we're still losing and we're in a bad place. So how do we start that in schools? You know, so my background is education, and uh, and I'm thinking about um, you know, and, and the work that I do, I, I primarily work with these schools that are struggling, and I I get a chance to see kids that look like you and I all the time that are absolutely uninterested in the whole education process. So even so, if it's not in school, how do we how do we make that the linchpin of, of us? Well, well, first of all, we have to understand. <laughs> I'm about to beat up on your um, profession. My profession. It's little, okay. For a little bit. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> the school system as we know it was not created by us. It was not designed to empower and educate us. Right. So if these kids aren't seeing themselves represented in what's being taught, then why should they have an interest, right? It's not, you just need to go to school and, and no, that's not it. And in too many instances, they are not being motivated, encouraged and empowered. So I can't only beat up on your profession because some of that also has to come from the home life as well, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have, and I think this pandemic really, um, showed a lot. I talked to some educator friends of mine who were actual teachers and, and, you know, so now they're doing classes on zoom and they said, you know, some of the things that these children have to go through at home, she says, you know, uh, one of my friends said she just had, you know, her baby sister in her arms while she's trying to, you know, participate in class and, you know, and it's, she, so it's this, am I, am I, am I going to school because I need to not be in this situation at home, but if the situation is at home is not what it needs to be, how do I learn and pay attention and be, and so it's this whole huge problem. <laughs> and, and I don't have the answer. I mean, I, 
I don't know. But one of the things that we have to do is we have to teach our kids about us. We have to. And if I'm not mistaken, I mean, we're still teaching the way that we taught when I was in <laughs> when I was in grade school. It, it is. It has not changed nearly enough. Uh, you know, it's a multidimensional challenge right now, and um, school right now for many kids, I don't even know if you know some of the, the, um, the data that I have on, on my mind about what's going on in these schools is, is heavy. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, high school kids at a larger percentage, if they were not on track to graduate be, when the pandemic began, made the decision at that point, they were gonna work at Amazon and help their families at a, at a larger percentage than what you think. I'm not talking mm -hmm. about a small percentage of kids. It's mm -hmm. a large percentage. Mm -hmm. The challenges that are going on in our, in our homes uh, just was, it, it, exacerbated, it just showed itself, all of yep. the challenges that we have. And like you mentioned, uh, with the, the one uh, student uh, with a baby in hand. So they're and babysitting. It wasn't her baby. Right. It was not her baby. <laughs> right. So they're babysitting. Uh, they're cooking. They mm -hmm. are uh, doing a myriad of things at home. And, um, you know, you, you come to school and some are, you know, coming to school. The chronic absenteeism number, which is you know, this formula, another algorithm, mm -hmm. but it, it still, it, it makes sense though. But if you miss two days in a month over a certain amount of time, that puts you in a certain area to say that you're not going to, to do well. So the percentage of kids that are out more than two days a month <laughs> right now it's like at 55%. Wow. Which is, I mean, that's a large number. You know what I mean? Like that number has never been that high. It's, and at the top, you know, so kids who've missed more than that, way more than that, it's, and so there are a lot of pundits who are saying, oh, that's because they're quarantined. No, that's not it. Cause they've got a special uh, mm -hmm. attendance code for those kids who are quarantined. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, these kids are making, a, they're making adult decisions. There's a lot of stuff going on right now that um, we, I just think that we've got a lot of work to do in education. And that doesn't just mean in our schools. So a lot right. of what you're talking about with uh, your programs is something that we need to find ways to uh, put on the hearts and minds of our parents uh, so that they can start to in, instill some things a little bit differently. I know that the reason why we are wearing the Gucci and, and all of those things that we can't afford is it has a lot to do with self-esteem of, uh, of people who have been oppressed and they want to look like feel like a million bucks because they don't have anything else to say for sure that's that story for them but i'm gonna go ahead and tell you and i know you know this there are many ways that we can look like a million bucks and i i mean when i look at my detroit brothers and sisters they make a way and they don't all spend a whole bunch of money on gators uh, <laughs> you know they find ways i mean we we are unique that way right we we can make we can make anything look good 
anything. We can make anything look good. And and you then know, they'll so steal it and make it a commercial and say it was all about them. Oh, sure. I didn't mean to slide that in there, but, but yeah, but we there's so many levels and layers to everything. You have, you know, and 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 again, you're seeing it more and more. Um, I say we need to normalize um, congratulating the person who said, you know what, I'm not going to college and created a business and their business is booming, right? Because college isn't for everyone. And I see every single day, we black folks are disproportionately um, impacted by student loan debt. And it's, you know, and they're not either working in the field that they, <laughs> that they accumulated all this student loan debt in and or they, um, you know, now they don't even make enough money to pay it off. And it's, it's then prohibiting them from being able to, to buy a home, not because <clears throat> you can buy a home with student loan debt, but when you have, you know, $200,000 or $150,000 in student loan debt, it impacts your debt to income ratio, which then impacts how much house you can buy, right? And so there's so many layers to this thing. That's there's, an episode in and of itself, Crystal, of because itself. when we talk about, that's interesting that you brought that up. So those families so let's say uh we both went to uh michigan state we both graduated you didn't have that student debt uh and and you are uh, uh not black and then i am and i have that student debt there are other things that uh, i put on my back that you don't put on your back so right. the other thing that i put on my back is when i go home i'm typically taking care of my mama or my grandmama in my house that I have mm -hmm. less of a house because mm -hmm. of that debt uh, ratio mm -hmm. that you just mentioned uh, because they didn't have uh, life insurance or, or whatever to take, uh, you know, it, it, that cycle is just a deadening thing. And, and yeah. so these are like real things, real issues. Like I, I did a whole thing. I saw this whole thing about two families that did the GI Bill. One was a, a white family and one was a, a black family and the GI Bill. So they were all, you would think they're starting at the same level, but they weren't starting at the same level. They weren't even starting at the they, same level. They weren't even remotely close. Yeah. And, and so the, like, and then it just, the trend just goes like this, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and then- so, Makes it the tougher wealth, for the next uh, uh, generation. Yes. Because the wealth gap should be, you would think, decreasing because Blacks have more opportunity, they have you know better jobs, things of that nature. But it's not decreasing, it's increasing. And so, you know, and it's increasing at such a rate that, as the article said, I don't know, four years ago at this point, four or five years ago at this point, that you know, in 40 years, Blacks will have no wealth if the current trend continues. So it, it starts with these type of conversations, people listening and wanting to do something different um, and, and, and wanting to change the narrative of their life. But there's so much distraction. There's so much noise happening, right? And when you're on social media and social media says, well, if you have this, that, or the other, then you look, <laughs> or then you are successful. But, you know, where are the, the, 
the the um, influencers that are saying, okay, yeah, this really expensive liquor is okay, but do you also have that life insurance policy, right? And I, mm-hmm. I you know, again, it's just the responsibility of us collectively. Um, where we have a platform to be able to use that platform to move us forward instead of backwards. And, and the backwards is, you know, yeah, this liquor is great and you want people to spend this money because it's it's your liquor. I'm not saying that people shouldn't buy it. If you're going to buy liquor, buy some from somebody that's Black that own it. However. <laughs> and and they do that. exist. They yeah, do exist. they do exist. And if you're going to drink it, drink that. But again, what else are you doing? Correct. And it's not enough of the what else are you doing that. You know, so I definitely want to stay on this holiday. I mean, we could we could definitely digress. And and I'm going to end I'm going to end this pretty soon so we can move on and and do some other things, because I've got to I've got to do the production on this show and make sure I get this (laughs) really quickly, (laughs) really quickly. I've got to turn this around. This is really, but it's great. It's great information, a great conversation. I I want to delve much deeper in that. And I really want some sort of forum for us to have this collective conversation about how we can start to develop that agency in our kids uh, to make some of these decisions, because there are, there's a large group or larger group of kids uh, or young adults that are making those decisions and, and doing some great things that are providing some wonderful trajectories for them. And I just don't know if their voices are being lifted at, at the clip that's necessary so that we know what our options are. Right. I, I'm going to say, uh, when you talk about uh, college, so I believe, and both of us have degrees advanced Mm -hmm. degrees Mm -hmm. so it's not like I mean you know you have to say I believe that has definitely helped me but I'm also going to say there are some trades out there if we don't start talking to our kids about getting you a trade I I say if you're asking me the question uh yeah I'd like for you to get if you can afford one I would not say if you know do not go to the most expensive college and not have anything uh, to, to, unless you've got something to help pay for it. If not, go to another college, get that same degree. A and lot of times they have these in-state programs, like, you know, you can go to college for free if you're in this. But I think the biggest piece is, it, it, now I'm gonna say this and then I'm gonna go into some holiday tips, right? Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Tips. But, we have to understand that we're that that the majority of black people are operating in a uh, survival mode mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. having survival strategies is key but you can't operate in survival mode all of the time right and we're operating in survival mode the other thing is they talk about these generational curses but the generational there are some other generational curses that we need to break right um saying that your child has to go to college is a can be a generational curse because college isn't for everyone, right? It just is not for everyone. No. There are so many other opportunities and so many other things 
that are available to, um, again, because they're creative. We don't push entrepreneurship enough in our community and we have to. And so if you have that child who is talented and gifted and you see that and they're doing that, pour into that thing as opposed to saying, oh, but you got to go get this college degree. Well, what is that for? And then like you said, the trades, that's a, a friend of my, my daughter. He went away to school his first semester and then came back and was like, I don't want to go back. I mean, and this young man is, is mm -hmm. brilliant. Like he was going for engineering and he had been in architecture design while in high school. And so really, really brilliant. But what he said was, I, that's not what I want to do. And so um, he got into the skills trades program, right? And is going into electrical engineering. Now watch this. We have a whole cannabis industry, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. cannabis growers need what? Electricians mm -hmm. so that they can come wire these buildings so that they can grow in the winter. He can make a killing, right? And a plumber. And plumbers. They've got so to have some water. They've got to irrigate. Those, plants, irrigate. Aren't, those plants aren't going to uh, grow themselves without some water. But we have to normalize and say, okay, if you, and that was my conversation with him. Okay, if you don't want to go back to college, that's cool. But what's the plan, mm -hmm. right? You have to have a plan. And then we as parents have to support that plan and, and, and help to make that plan. Because if we don't, we, again, the, the, the wealth gap is going to continue to grow. We're going to wind up with nothing. We are by far the most talented and creative individuals on the planet. So we have to start doing something different. Right. So I'm going to end this uh, real quick with uh, one tip and I've, I've got to go and, and I, I just got a message that I've got to take care of some other things. But um, in our conversation we had last year, uh, you talked about some alternative gifts uh, for Christmas. And so I believe what we just mentioned could lead us into that. And then you can lead us on uh, and then we'll have to talk about a, a, a January episode, sounds like. For sure, because we got to we, we gotta talk about what people need to do in 2022. But real quick, so things that people can think about for, first you want to make sure, because this is going to help with you personally, financially, as well as supporting other Black businesses, right? Come up with your list and figure out who you're buying for in the first place, and then what's the max that you're going to spend on those individuals, right? That's important, so that you're just not out throwing everything into the buggy or into the shopping cart, right? So how much are you going to spend on that individual? And then where can you buy family gifts as opposed to an individual gift for everybody in the family? So if you're buying for your brother and your brother has a wife and two kids, what's the holiday gift for the family that you can do that box for the family, right? And then the other thing is, go to those black businesses and find though because a lot of times you're going to find one of a kind things or very few you know of a kind and that are high quality beautiful that represent you and that's made by you so not only are you supporting that black business but you're also um showing others that you support that black business so don't just give the gift when you bought it from a black business also give that business card of that black business because if someone brought you you know, some skincare or some homemade juices or whatever. Well, they may want them again. Now they have the information that they can go and they can continue to support that black owned business. And don't spend all your doggone money. That's just the, Ooh, end, of, that's that. the end of the thing because it's things and things. And here's the other thing. If you have people on a shopping list, 
ask them what they want. Somebody might say, you know what? I really need you to pay my phone bill. And they may prefer you pay their phone bill as opposed to buying them another sweatshirt or buying them some perfume that Mm -hmm. they don't wear, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to look at how are we really helping an individual as opposed to, you know, going out and buying what we want and then just spending money for nothing. I'm going to end on this because we didn't (laughs) mention it. Uh, But even with that, uh, how about opening up a, an account with uh, One United. We got some black black banks too. So yeah, and, and you know, if you buy somebody, you buy you buying your kid Nike, buy your kid some CD. Nike stock. Don't um, you know, don't just buy these things. So yeah, all of that it it makes a difference, and it starts with us. It starts with the individual. The individual has to change in order to change the rest of the world. I'm going to leave on that. Crystal, I want to say thank you so much. I'm, I'm going to try to my uh, darnest to stop by and get some of that, uh, that shea butter. You said that those wonderful scents, I'm sure you got something for, for the men. I know the women are running it. For the men. Gotta have, have something for the brothers. We do. We do. Something for me to buy for the missus and all absolutely. that good stuff. Yes. So Please come back. I, I want to say, Crystal, you're doing absolutely amazing things in, in our thank community. You. I uh, I truly appreciate it and lift you lift you up with all that I have. Uh, I think that it's important for us to acknowledge when we are doing and we see excellence, uh, especially within our own community, um, because it's we just don't have it all where we need it at this point. You know, it's right. not coming uh, in in our schools nearly enough. It's not coming in in our churches. I mean, I'm going to go there with it. Um, and, and all the other places where I think that it's important. So I want you to keep doing what you're doing. I know you are, because that's, ju- sure. that's just you. <laughs> but uh, just know that I see you. And, uh, and you'll be first. I'm going to hit you up on this list uh, uh, when I get these coffee mugs and T-shirts. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm buying mine. And let's, you know, let's kick off season four with a bang. All right. That sounds like a plan. So all thank right, you sir. once again, uh, everybody. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you for listening. Uh, and thank you for watching because I'm going to have this available uh, on uh, Facebook and I'm also going to have this available on my uh, my platform for uh, for the podcast. So thank you so much. Take care and God bless.